Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the Desi Sportscast Cricket Show. And as you can see, Sheshworth is proudly wearing the uh, CSK shirt, and I don't blame him at all. And uh, we are missing the man whose name is on the door. I'm not sure he is due to join us. I'm not sure because of the result yesterday, he's decided that, you know, he's not in the quite the same frame of mind. But Sheshwat, welcome. And uh, how's your evening been? How's your day been so far? Pretty upbeat after what happened yesterday. So still riding that wave of optimism, so to speak. Uh, uh, optimism? <laughs> optimism, excitement, uh, euphoria, whatever you'd want to call it. Oh, and um, it, it was a one-sided final, and we'll get into it. I'm just waiting for uh, any information regarding Prasan, whether he's able to join us. And I suppose um, we have to, I mean, we'll start the show and and um, he, we'll interrogate him as to why he's late uh, once he's uh, able to join us. But um, start of the season, obviously, it, it became a season of two halves, but a start of the season when we spoke, you know, was there that optimism about CSK coming back after what was, for them, a really poor uh, IPL 2020? Uh, to be very honest, uh, everyone around, at least uh, the people who supported CSK, they always thought that CSK would come back, at least make it to the playoffs. Uh, but the kind of uh, dominance that uh, CSK has shown, shown throughout this season would have been a surprise even to the staunchest supporters because not a lot has changed since the 2020 season apart from a couple of players here and there but well you say that but not a lot time. not a lot has changed since 2010 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when we were back in 2010 we didn't have uh, such a bad season also mm. so from that perspective and the likes of dhoni raina these people were never getting any younger so you were a little circumspect about if they were able, if they were uh, uh, still fit enough to last the distance, and if their uh, age would not catch up with them. But from that perspective, I think uh, the dissection of the IPL into two legs has, has actually helped because they've had one leg with seven games and another leg with nine games. So that has given them proper time to re-energize, come back, have full tilt at the nine games that were left in the UAE. But I mean, yes, I think, uh, they I think did, this. Uh, they did have a good. They did have a very good first phase, um, you know, uh, and they were coming into UAE. But then coming into UAE might have brought or could have brought the uh, bad memories from last year, but that didn't happen. Uh, thankfully, they brought the memories of the three consecutive victories at the end of the 2020 season, and that is what uh, they rode on. Uh, because if I'm not wrong, uh, they had won uh, seven on the bounce at one stage, uh, considering the four games that they won this season in the UAE and the three games that they won at the end of last season. So, I think they have probably devised how to play on these UAE tracks. Those three defeats were something that no one expected, to be very honest. Uh, the three successive defeats towards the end. Uh, but then again, as they showed in the playoffs, uh, there is nothing quite like experience. And the way they've handled two situations that could have potentially been very tricky against very young and vibrant 
sides uh, i think uh, shows why this franchise has been so successful over the years and uh, why they are willing to trust something that has worked for them so well well you say experience but this has been held sort of against them in a way for the past 3 4 years you know in the sense maybe not that long but certainly in the past couple of years that you know this is a for want of a better phrase aging team and uh, yet they still you know bringing the performances and um it's been incredible the way this team and um i think i'm fair to say it's a dynasty now if you relate it to american sports if a team wins um three or well two or three uh, super bowls in a decade they are referred to as a dynasty and this is i think quite rightly should be referred to as a dynasty because this squad basically has been together for that long apart from that there's also another factor that people are overlooking this season uh, yes the players were aging the players are the players that csk has currently they are not going to get any younger and they are there are very minimal chances that these players will be able to regain the kind of intensity levels that they once had but what csk did this time around and i would not like to take names of any other captains in the ipl but csk had a lot more clarity on the situations where each player would be successful if you look at it a lot of these players had very very specific roles apart from the final if you look at it rituraj gaikwad was always the batter who took his time in the power play and faf did the attacking in the final they switched things over but still that was a template that they had set out right at the start and they continued with it throughout the season then you had moin ali coming in at 3 and just keeping up with the momentum even when robin utappa came into the fold he also continued a similar mindset and you could sort of understand why robin utappa came in at number 3 yesterday despite the opening partnership going for more than the power play that the sole reason was to tackle sunil narayan because robin utappa has faced him a lot in the nets he has kept to him also for quite a while so you you can understand how csk have picked and chosen their matchup so matchups is anyway a very overrated term in t20 cricket and it is mm-hmm. one of the most used terms but i think csk have showed uh, that you can still uh, make the most out of situations without really using that catch phrase matchups and obsessing it over obsessing over it too much i was going to ask this uh, if prasan was able to join us but um, you know do you think the best team won the tournament uh in my opinion i think uh, yes because uh, apart from those three games that we lost towards the end of the league stages i can't really put down any other defeat that sort of showcased our shortcomings so much probably the game against delhi right at the start of the season was one where the resources the bowling resources were called into question but then again we were missing josh hazelwood at that at that point in time Uh, the game against the mumbai indians at delhi was also another game where we could have done with josh hazelwood space we were trying to fit in whatever resources we had uh, but apart from that i can't really think of any other team that were as good throughout both legs if you look at kkr kkr were very good in the second leg dc and that was par- dc were also very good but towards the end they started fiddling a little too much for my liking at least uh once uh, stoinis got injured i think that really messed up their plans 
and rather than just putting their eggs in one basket either going in with an extra batter or or an extra bowler they hedged their bets kind of kind of hedged their bets and that meant that they were always relying on some one of their top five to actually play a sensational innings or a blinder it happened a couple of times with hetmeyer in that kind of form but with shikhar dhawan not scoring runs and prithvi shaw obviously with the kind of cricket that he plays on and off being on and off uh, they couldn't really get the momentum just when they needed it because if you look at the games that the delhi capitals lost the last three games that they lost on the trot each of them were winnable games i'm not ta- i'm talking about how they got the kkr match into that situation and once you get it into a situation where they need six runs of two balls you back the bowling team to win especially if ashwin is bowling irrespective of whether it is a small ground because the pressure is so much and for a kkr batter to have seen everything unfold in front of his eyes you really ideally you would want the team to get across the line so i think I mean, delhi have paid the price for a bit of inexperience and a bit of and too much fidget team too much of fidgeting but uh, I, mean, i think they'll be back stronger yeah they will be but uh, you know i thought there was if if any team looked as if they should win it should be dc but um i mean just going back um, this is going to turn into the quite uh, csk show quite rightly as well and i think that's why prasant doesn't is busy today and but we will uh, take his comments when he's able to join us uh, in a future show but uh, 9 out of 12 they've been in the finals 9 times out of 12 forget the two seasons uh, that you know we know what happened how is this possible with this team i mean because like i said dc have got for the past two seasons a hell of a lot of talent young talent young indian talent but csk are always there and you know we talk about mumbai indians but i think csk even though they've won one less title now are at a, a different level for, they have been at a different level how how is is it all down to ms Uh, a lot of it is down to ms obviously because he has perhaps gotten up to a stature where everything at csk flows through him but uh, if you if you allow me i'll actually take you back to 20 2008 and back to the first auction and once it became clear that csk were investing a lot of money in ms dhoni because at that point in time what everybody thought was you needed excellent foreign players to actually win the ipl at that stage even though india had won the t20 world cup a lot of these indian youngsters were not stars per se the stars were the australians the south africans the people who were dominating world cricket at that point in time a few new zealanders here and there you had pakistan players in the first edition so a lot of teams thought that they needed a strong foreign core and i think that is where csk stole a march on them over the first three or four seasons because if you look at that csk core it went on to become the indian core also for a few years uh, I, the the main man is joining so hold that thought okay. i will come back to you but let me just bring him in and see how he's feeling prasan hello Guys, I'm so sorry. I was uh, drowning my sorrows uh, <laughs> in the background that you can see. So, um, and uh, immediately had to switch to uh, a rather neutral jersey that we can discuss about. So, yeah, did the IPL happen? I don't know. 
<laughs> do you know, Brassan, fair play, fair play to you. You know, if you decided not to join the show today, I wouldn't have blamed you. You know, I would have respected the, your decision because I, I was just saying to Shashwat that, you know, I don't blame him because this is going to be a CSK show pretty much. And uh, I, I'm not surprised Prasan doesn't want to join in in that. But uh, I'm loving the shirt, by the way. Absolutely love that shirt. Uh, old school. Yeah, but how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm good. Um, I, I think it's been a it's it's been a weird uh, week, uh, so to say, because I think four teams in the IPL qualifiers, and we'd expect at least one of the two would win the title. But uh, eventually, it was not to be. Um, uh, the man, the god, the whatever, whatever you call him, I think uh, Tala eventually <laughs> managed to um, you know win that trophy, and I think good on him because uh, it's it's something that's become a habit for the CSK fans. You know, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I have I have a CSK fan at work, and. Um, he absolutely didn't care that they won the trophy. Why would CSK want to win then? Give it to us. We care. Please. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I mean we, we're getting a, a CSK fan in, uh, Raj uh, Sexaria. I don't know if either of you know him, but uh, by the sounds of it, he's a big CSK fan and an MS fan. Who isn't an MS fan? That's a silly thing to say. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I ever see polls, um, they, they put polls on football in the uh, ISL on Twitter and they put the polls on in IPL as well. Don't, because either CSK will win any poll that's asking for any yeah. sort of uh, team or player related. And the same happens with the Kerala Blasters. Any poll... They will win, no matter what the question is. Uh, but um, uh, I'd, just... I'd not like to put uh, Kerala Blasters and CSK in the same sentence. No, in the yes. sense, I was just comparing the fact that, you know, <laughs> don't put a poll because those two teams will win, no matter what poll it is, what question it is. If it's related to anything that they're involved in, those two teams will win. And just what we... Um, uh, Prasant, Sheswat and I were just talking about that we are we have got to name CSK as a dynasty now in terms of what they've done in the past 10 years. Um, and Sheswat was just telling us about, you know, the first auction and the big investment they made in MS and uh, how it started. But before I come to that, and I'm sorry for asking you this question, Prasant, but did the best team win? I really think so. Um, I certainly think so because... Um, I mean, uh, to be very honest, playing CSK is a mental battle on by itself. Uh, more than you know, you needing to win the battle on the field. I think it's about trying to figure out how you can beat that team because MS Dhoni just seems to do everything right with whoever you give him. Um, the perfect example is you know everyone who's gone from RCB. You, you think about Shane Watson. You think about Moin Ali. Uh, they've all been underused in RCB, whereas they've been used to their best of potential at CSK. And what? CSK have done really well is they've had the guts to tell Suresh Raina that, listen, you aren't working out. You know, you've been a fantastic performer for us. You've been a part of many title victories, but sorry. We have someone else in mind, you know, who's who we hope will do well. And I think that worked fabulously well with Robin Uttapa. And that's precisely something that RCB haven't done. They've had to bank on just Kohli, just the Villiers. And at times, you know, when, when their key players haven't performed, they, ha they haven't dropped those players. They've just stuck with them. They've played them in all sorts of positions possible. And I, I, I genuinely think KKR had a better chance of winning the final, to be very honest, with, at start at the start. But the fact that the uh, the CSK openers got off such a lovely start. Again. Um, and then, obviously, Morgan was um, forced to play strong cards in uh, Narayan and Chakravarti. 
Uh, Robin Atawa played a fabulous knock with those three sixes that he hit. And I think everything just worked well for the Knight Riders. And obviously, it was expected that Shubman Gill would play slow, but even that was way too slow for his own liking. So, everything fell in place for CSK and I think they thoroughly deserved the trophy. And I, I mean, as an RCB fan, I might say that, you know, I don't want CSK to win the trophy, but I really feel that they were the perfect team to win the trophy at the end of the competition because in some sense, I think it, it was a culmination of everything that they had done, right? And eventually, um, the better team won. Yeah, and I, I don't, we can't disagree with that. Um, you know, I was just trying to make a case for DC, but um, we'll come to them in a bit. But uh, so, making a case for RCV. I mean, oh, there's no, there, I can't, I'm sorry, Prasad, I can't make a case for RCV. Um, uh, you'll need a, 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 an army of Supreme Court lawyers uh, to see if you can make a case for RCV. But uh, let's talk about the dynasty and how it became a dynasty. So, it's what. Yeah, so as I was uh, talking about earlier, so when a lot of these franchises actually thought about wanting a strong foreign core, that was when uh, CSK established a good, strong Indian core. If you look at it, uh, the who were the heroes of the first four seasons? Uh, they won the IPL twice in that period. Who were the heroes? Then you had MS, you had Suresh Raina, you had Ravi Chandran Ashwin. So the, these were the people who actually powered them through to titles and uh, as far as these overseas stars are concerned, CSK has been very smart in the kind of players that they've bought. They've not gone for say people with a very high star value, people like Ben Stokes or someone uh, they tried for Maxwell at this auction but people who are who come in with a big name tag, even at the first auction you look at it, you, you see the list um, Matthew Hayden, Stephen Fleming, Muthaya Murlidharan, Albi Morkel, None of these players really shout out at you as say they are the best in this format, in this particular position. Other teams went for people like Sanat Jaisuria, Adam Gilchrist. Uh, you had the world's best all-rounder in Jack Callis at RCB at that point in time. So, these players never really strike you as, uh, what would you call, poster boys per se, if, you, if I can give them that name. They aren't names that uh, will sell you a lot of jerseys. But then... CSK know how to utilize them. Even today, if you look at Fab Duplessis, he, I don't think he's even, uh, he even comes in with where a discussion of the greatest South African T20 batters takes place. It's always A.B. De Villiers. Mm. You look at what, obviously, A.B. De Villiers has done a lot, but Fab at least deserves a mention in that conversation at the very least. I'm not saying Fab has done more than A.B. That would be stupid of me. But for Fab to not even be in any such conversation is perhaps just showing that... Uh, Chennai have always bought these players who haven't been appreciated as much. You talk about Moin Ali. Moin Ali can't buy a game in the English team as well. He had a pretty similar fate at RCB. So, you look at Moin Ali, you suddenly think how this was the same Moin Ali that was playing at RCB last season. Suddenly, he's looking a world beater when playing for CSK. You have Josh Hazelwood who was not used by the Mumbai Indians, sparingly used by Australia in the T20 squads as well. Suddenly, Josh Hazelwood looked like a bowler who can control the power play. Something that CSK really needed, especially when Deepak Chahar started going off rhythm. And of course, you have Dwayne Bravo, who is perhaps the only T20 superstar that, uh, overseas superstar that CSK have had over the past five or six years. Because even if you look at Watson, the kind of money that they bought him for, I don't really think uh, a lot of teams had Watson on their minds anyway. There were a lot of other all-rounders like Ben Stokes, Glenn Maxwell who were in the auction pool and people 
tried to focus on that but csk knew who they wanted and i think that is the best part of ms's leadership as well. he has somehow managed to get the best out of whatever overseas imports he has had at his disposal because you look at it michael hussey was never destined to be an opener in t20 cricket he played all his life for australia in the middle order he was perceived as one of the best finishers alongside ms he comes to chennai he starts batting at the top of the order he scores heaps of runs so i think there's just something about uh, the team management which obviously includes the captain and the coach that identifies what a player brings to the fore and how that player can be utilized best so that the other components also keep working well but prasan you know um, we talk about the dynasty and shashwat just explained the background to it and how it became a dynasty but when you think about uh, all the other teams they've had incredible uh, coaching staffs incredible captains what is it about csk that we were saying nine out of 12 tournaments they've been in the final they've won three but i think this is a bigger achievement um, i would say rather than mumbai see that's why i'm calling csk a dynasty because of this incredible record and the, when you look at the backroom staffs of other uh, other teams they're just as good and experienced but is and i was saying to shashwat is this about uh, ms and the stature of the man i think it's about loyalty uh, more than anything you know because if you look at the other franchises even if you take rcb for example they've always invested in someone who is a t20 product uh, you look at someone like chris gale of of course back then he wasn't um, as big as he probably got to be in the next two years but then we got someone like timal mills for that exorbitant amount of money uh, they've always splurged so much on players and that's not something csk or uh, for that matter mumbai indians have done and what they've done with the backroom staff is also fantastic you know uh, the fact that they got stephen fleming uh, they got lakshmipati balaji both these guys you know have played for have, have been a part of the csk culture and that's when you understand the team you know if you get someone from the outside uh, who's done well in the international scenario it's okay i mean you're expecting them to do well because they've they've done it in the past but they they don't understand the culture in the team and what csk have done best is they've trusted the players you don't associate a csk player having played for like multiple franchises mm. you see you see how happy robin adapa was you know at the end of the game because he knew that he had a role he just had to wait for that chance and once it was going to come he was going to make the most of it and of course he did because the management trusted him someone like suresh raina uh, the fact that he played for the gujarat lions and then he came back jadeja as a household name ashwin of course went to uh, punjab and then you know he's now at the capitals but you associate players with the chennai super kings for a, a long period of time and i think i agree with chashwat where you know the indian core really matters the indian core wins you the ipl of course you know in terms of a playing 11 of the ipl you're picking the four best foreign players that you can because otherwise it's the indian core that wins you matches seven out of those 11 are indian players and that's where i think a lot of the teams have made mistakes in trying to pick really really expensive foreign players for example rr i think could have done better to strengthen their middle order yeah. instead of splurging money on uh, chris morris you know that 16.25 that they did eventually are they looking at pr or are they looking to win the trophy mm. and that's where the chennai super kings have really you know uh, sort of they've made that name for themselves as a the team that wins trophies and obviously pr comes with that if you don't win a trophy you don't get pr which is why we don't see rajasthan royals out there often the reason we see rcb is because of kohli because of ab because of chris gale but the real culture imbibed in the csk team 
and the real winning atmosphere has been built really well and that has started from the inception of the IPL where the players have remained the same the coaching staff has remained the same and you don't have like wholesale changes so I think that's why this uh, dynasty has been created and I think it will certainly last for a while but I'm not sure if it's going to last as much as it will under MS Dhoni but if he decides not to play the next season given the whole mega auction and all the dynamics that goes with it um, but CSK will still remain one of the best ever teams to have played uh, T20 cricket. Yeah, and we'll come to um, what's going to happen um, next year. But uh, in terms of um, CSK, and I think this is a lesson, and uh, Coach Fleming and MS also said it, that this was a five-year, ten-year project. They weren't changing players, signing big names at every auction, like you mentioned some of the other teams were doing. And I think this is a lesson for the other teams. So they need to think long term, not for the season. And um, I think a good example of that, Shashwat, is your opening pair. Different stages of their careers. But you can see the planning and um, the questions being asked as to why Faf is not playing for the South African uh, T20 team. But what an opening pair. Um, I don't know what, what else can be said about those two. I mean, they really set up your team for the season. It is uh, very uh, unique in that uh, they finished as the highest and the second highest run getters in the season. And as fate would have it, uh, Rituraj Gaikwad just edged out Pap Duplessis by a couple of runs. But then again, if you look at uh, their opening com- uh, opening combination throughout the IPL, their roles have been clearly defined. Again, something that CSK does very well. So if you pick out the numbers and if you just crunch those and you see, you come to see that uh, Rutraj Gaikwad has not been very proactive in the power play. He gets a couple of boundaries away, no doubt, but uh, the attacking uh, aggressiveness in the power play has usually come from Duplessis. And once the field restrictions are lifted, then Gaikwad has the license to go after the spinner. So, everything works in tandem. This is not uh, an opening partnership that many people would have dreamed of. But it is certainly an opening partnership uh, right out of fantasy right now because of the way they work together. And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that CSK will do everything to keep this opening partnership together for next season as well. Uh, because Rituraj Gaikwad for me is... Uh, you just have to retain him because I think he is the next big thing in Indian batting. At least white ball batting. So, I think Rutraj Gaikwad has to be there next season and will be retained in all likelihood. Plus, with Duplessis, if you have the right to match cards, etc., etc., I think they'll still be able to get Duplessis back. And I think a lot of their team, these two will form the fulcrum of whatever they do in the next four to five years. Because I feel Duplessis has at least two or three seasons left in him. At least a couple of seasons, if not three seasons. So, I think this partnership is here to stay and as a CSK fan, nothing would please me more than them walking out together next season as well. I, I think you can put your mortgage on the fact that Rudraj will be retained uh, no matter uh, <laughs> what the numbers are. But uh, it just shows the planning of CSK that's coming to the fore. And that, like I said, that's the example. You have Faf, you know, the old dynasty, but Rudraj, I can see him being in a yellow jersey for the next decade or so. How good is that young man, Prasant? Oh, it's fabulous. I think um, my favourite shot of the tournament, I, I don't know how many people would agree, is that is the way he managed to play that. I mean, he pretty much yoked himself and he still managed to sort of mm-hmm. squeeze it through backward point for four. And uh, that just goes on to show, you know, what sort of a character he is. He's not he's not scared to take on the bowlers. I think 
we saw a very different version of Devdutt Padikar in this um, phase two. Uh, you know, where he was, I, I think he was slightly slow, um, and the fact that Kohli was slow as well didn't help. Uh, Gaikwad and Faf, on the other hand, I think they were at, at phases they were slow, but they still managed to make make up for the uh, you know the deficit, and uh, that's what made them so successful. That's what they made uh, them sort of a force to reckon with. Uh, you know, at the top of the order, it wasn't easy to get either of them out, and um, it was great to see you know him um, putting up such a perfect. Um, Knock the first Orange Cap winner to even win the Emerging Player Award. I think everything clicked for him this season, um, and the fact that you know he made CS. He, I mean, he played a very, very major role in CSK's win. Has to convince them to um, you know get him back because they're not getting KL Rahul anyway. We are so might as well try to get him back when when they can. Uh, but he is an incredible talent to go with uh, Devdas and uh, Venkatesh Iyer, and then we've got KL is still young, and um, it's it's an incredible opening young people that we've got Sheshwar at the moment. Uh, to be very honest, I think uh, Gaikwad is uh, ahead at this point in time of say someone like Devdar Padikal or uh, a Sanju Samson or. Uh, or even a Venkatesh Iyer, obviously Venkatesh Iyer comes into a different category of players because of the fact that he can bowl. Mm. But if you just look at uh, pure uh, batting and batting at the top of the order, I think Gayakwad is perhaps the best Indian opener that we have who is not in the squad. Uh, so, I really hope for him to have squeezed into the squad somehow, but I think it is... It might be, a, again, I have different views on this. I always feel that when a player is hot, when a player is performing in such a way, we need to actually devise methods to get these informed players in the side, especially if uh, a few players are perhaps overstaying or not performing as they should ideally. But then again, it leads to a question of continuity because going into a T20 World Cup, you don't want to make too many changes as well. Uh, had this uh, season happened for Gaikwad, let's say back in 2020, I think mm. he would definitely mm. would have been an India player by now. Uh, but the fact that the IPL got postponed and uh, all of his major performances have come just say a couple of weeks before the T20 World Cup, I think that is perhaps the only reason why he's not in the squad. I also feel he was a little unfortunate to suddenly be thrown into that Sri Lanka series with. So, obviously, a lot of the other batters also were and that was perhaps why we didn't see the best of him. Because you had seven players out with COVID. They were batting with five batters in the lineup entirely. You had Navdeep Saini coming in at six and seven. Mm. So, that was perhaps why people didn't see the best of him on the international stage. But the way that he has batted this season and uh, as far as my favourite shot of Gaikwad is concerned, I can't help but drool over that sweep that he played of Jaspreet Bumrah. Mm. And... I think that just uh, he just announced to the entire world that this is the best bowler bowling at me, and uh, I don't care. I'm I'm the set batter right now, and if uh, going over square leg is my option, then I'll go over square leg. There's absolutely no harm in that. So, I think that sort of fearlessness is something that the IPL has given to Indian cricketers. Uh, these young cricketers come in with that kind of fearlessness these days. And uh, irrespective of whatever talks of intent, lack of intent there might be in other quarters, I think uh, 
Rithraj Gaikwad is certainly someone that we need to try in the New Zealand series and certainly someone that we will or we should hopefully see a lot more of over the next couple of years. I mean, I'm already looking forward to the uh, T20 World Cup next year. When you look at all this young talent we've got that's coming to fruition, we've got a big home season coming up. Uh, another IPL, obviously, in between. But the young man will be under pressure now. He's, he's, he, he'll need to build a new cabinet uh, just to hold all the trophies he won yesterday, let alone the ones he's won in the past, Prasan. But the young man will have some pressure when he comes back, whether he's playing for India or CSK in IPL. In a way, in a way, how how is Pradikal? Because he had this sort of um, launch last year in terms of his career. Uh, How how do you compare his second season and what do you expect from Rutraj? Um, I I, I think they're, they're, uh, you know, in in terms of mindset, they're very different players. Um, Rutraj doesn't look to, you know, sort of block out the ball, sort of stare it down to third man too often, you know, try and get away from strike and then, you know, when the ball, when the opportunity presents itself, go for the big shot. Instead, he's someone who takes the attack to the opposition. Um, we haven't seen that too much from Padikal. You know, it's been very sporadic in some sense, especially in this phase two. Um, so, I'd like to say Padikal has sort of fallen off the ball. And he'll need to figure out a way to get back into contention. Because, you know, with the way Ishan Kishan played in the last game, and he's already in the T20 World Cup squad. So, um, there's no reason why he shouldn't be made the first choice opener once. So, you know, probably Shikhar Dhawan or Rohit Sharma decide to hang up their boots, which wouldn't be any, uh, which wouldn't be too far away because obviously they're they're not the youngest of players in the side. So, I'm I'm, I'm a little concerned about Padikal, honestly, because uh, simply because of the intent that he sort of showcased uh, throughout the season. Gaikwad, on the other hand, is a very exciting cricketer. Um, the only problem there is there are way too many right-handed openers. Um, so how he fits at the top and how they sort of look to um, get the others. In that 11 will be a question um, which they'll have to answer. But apart from that, I think um, he certainly should be a part of the squad which plays New Zealand because um, he needs that exposure after this IPL. I think he's done a fabulous job. And if he gets a chance, I'm sure he'll take it with both hands and um, you know he'll, he'll really perform well. And uh, Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, it will be under pressure, like I said, because of the launch he's had this year and how he moves uh, into the second phase of his uh, career. Hopefully, he'll uh, go on from strength to strength. But um, we said that this is a dynasty and maybe, maybe an end of an era, uh, Sheshwat, uh, for CSK in terms of this squad. And uh, MS sort of alluded to it in his post-match interview um, with the big auction coming up next year. Um, I don't know if you guys know how many players will be allowed to be retained by each club. Uh, Do you know? Is it three or four? I think it's going to be four. Uh, with a maximum of three Indians and a maximum of two foreigners. So, so for I mean, we know the the ages of the CSK team. Who would uh, your three Indians be, Sheshwat? Uh, if it were uh, in my control, uh, I would uh, have. Uh, I would only retain a couple of Indians, to be honest. Really. Uh, I, yeah, because I feel uh, we can get uh, Shardul Thakur and uh, Deepak Chahar back at the auction for a slightly lesser price than what the retention price would be. That is my understanding. Obviously, a lot of things can change between now and the next auction. But off the bat, if you ask me, I'll definitely retain Jadeja and Ruturaj Gaikwad as the Indian players. And... Uh, 
there will be a serious thought around if I want to also include Sam Curran in that mix. Sam Curran fell off fell off a cliff in the second leg of this IPL, but apart from that, he has been sensational for yeah. CSK. Even last year, when nobody else was performing, Sam Curran was, and even in the first leg, he was doing his bit. So I think that is one conversation that they would want to have. As far as Duplessis is concerned, I don't. Uh, I want to see how Duplessis stock is by the time the auction rolls around. I definitely want to see him at CSK, but. I'm not sure if, uh, because see, Faf is also someone who can captain the team if MS is not around. So, there is an added advantage to having Faf back in your team. So, let's say you want to groom someone like Ruturaj Gaikwad even more before you actually want to entrust him with some sort of leadership role. Because, to be very honest, we've never seen Jadeja as a captain in, in the making. Obviously, Jadeja as an all-rounder is perhaps the best in the game right now. Uh, but I think that is something that they'll want to evaluate. If they see enough in Jadeja to actually be the captain, then I don't think they'd uh, retain Faf. Uh, they'd rather want to buy him at an at the auction at a slightly lesser price. But off the bat, if you ask me, I'd retain Rutraj Gaikwad and Ravindra Jadeja. Well, uh, do every day. Well, in my opinion, you've got the two best uh, all-rounders in the world at the moment. Uh, but, uh, Rasan, in terms of MS, should CSK do everything to keep him because of what he brings to that franchise? It's, we we discussed this on the show last time that he's not for his um, form in batting, uh, but it's his captaincy and what he, as a leader, is he worth his pricing gold just for that? Shasha doesn't want him, <clears throat> so he's um. That's why I didn't ask him. Not to be next season. Because um, I'm pretty sure if MS goes back into the auction, we buy him for a lot less than 15 crores. <laughs> no, no, MS, MS is definitely not going to the auction. If anything, uh, they're retaining him if he's going to play those three years. But yeah, I mean, I I think in all capacity they should try and get MS in some role, and I'm sure he also wants to get into that because we've seen it multiple times. Um, Danny Morrison doesn't miss a chance to ask Dhoni if he's retiring. You know, that's mm-hmm. his favorite question of all time. Uh, he's asked it at least like four or five times right now. And uh, even in the last match, Dhoni said that he hasn't left yet yeah. or left behind the legacy or something like that yet. So I'm pretty sure that um, he has something in mind. But knowing the fact that, you know, Dhoni's achieved everything and uh, it might take another year to get to where the Mumbai Indians are. But I'm sure Dhoni isn't a man for the records, um, you know. The fact that he didn't celebrate uh, their win, and of course, no one celebrated their win because like they win so often. So, um, the fact that they didn't celebrate their win, he's built a legacy of this team. And you know, the fact that the mega auction is going to involve so many dynamics. And if they're looking to get new players, they'll probably also need to get a new captain. Um, because if Dhoni is looking to build this team over a period of, a period of three years, that means he'll, he'll also have to be at the peak of his batting powers. I mean, not, not at the peak, but he'll at least need to bat well. Um, and of course, the, the 18 runs that he scored uh, is testament that he probably has something left in him. But I'm not sure if it's going to last for three years. Uh, and Dhoni also sort of hinted that if not in a player capacity, he will certainly be a part of the management. So, um, I, I think he'll certainly be there. And, you know, if they've stuck with Stephen Fleming, they've stuck with Lakshmi Badi Balaji, they've start, stuck with the team manager Russell for so many years, Dhoni is definitely there to stay. And I don't see a reason why... Um, Dhoni should, I mean, I mean, not Dhoni, any other team should even uh, build castles in the air thinking of the fact that they can maybe get Dhoni. So, 
Dhoni's going to stay with CSK for the next like 75 years and uh, there's no doubt. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, if, I, if, if I can add something over here, so uh, as we are talking, so the 18 of 6 against the Delhi Capitals showed that uh, firstly, obviously, you can never write this man off. Secondly, it also <coughs> told you that there is one performance in him, let's say, every season or a couple of performances. But to plan with just a couple of performances every season for the next three seasons might not be something that Dhoni would advise himself. Because you can get through a season because they got through this season without Dhoni firing because they had a deep batting lineup and because their openers were scoring tons of runs. You, you, had their openers yeah, not scored so many runs. You say a couple of performances, but he performs incredibly as a captain every single time he goes out onto the pitch as a motivator no, i'm i'm saying i'm saying a, i'm specifically talking about the batting as a captain mm. he, there's uh, simply uh, no rival to him and mm. uh, the fact that everybody before the ipl was arguing if rohit is the best captain kohli is the best captain is rahul the best upcoming captain is pant the next dhoni i think dhoni is still dhoni yeah and yeah. he's still the best indian captain we have and that is with all due respect to what rohit sharma has done for the mumbai indians and what virat kohli has achieved for the Indian team, not for RCB. Yeah, so, 100%. Um, but still, if you, if you look at him uh, as a captain, he'll be full value for the next three years because his captaincy skills will never deteriorate. In fact, he'll just keep adding to those experiences, vast uh, ocean of experience that he has. But as a batter, I do, I'm a little skeptical if he can keep yeah. forming a team that masks his deficiencies for three years running. Yeah, no, I, I I see where you're coming from, but Prasan is giving me the look, so because we've been speaking about CSK for 40 minutes, so we need to uh, move on, and we have to no, talk no. about the other final. I mean, the final was over after the first innings, but and Prasan, we talked about momentum and whether it mattered, but I think it's momentum that got KKR into the final. They had an incredible second phase. Um, nobody expected. Well, Maybe their passionate fans they did because I think they were sixth or seventh when it started. But they had an incredible second phase uh, to get into the final. But um, it, it was down to momentum and the form that it just clicked for them, especially with the openers. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Venki has done something for them that uh, you know they didn't have for the for over the first uh, phase of the IPL. You know, he's he's come in, um, he's changed the entire dynamics of the team so much so that I think the KKR management would probably look to sort of get him back. Maybe retain him, RTM him, whatever they can. Um, and the fact that, you know, he's single-handedly changed the team outlook because there's not much that the others have done. Um, obviously, Varun Chakravarti with his bowling, mm. uh, Sunil Narayan coming up with his um, annual performance of the season against RCB. But apart from that, there's been nothing else that's happened for KKI so much. I'd probably Rocky Ferguson uh, with the way he's bowled, similar to um, how Nokia has performed for Delhi. But... Venkateshar has really changed the dynamics of that team entirely. And um, it was unfortunate to see that they didn't go across the line in the final. Um, I, I think Shubman Kill was obviously very, very slow, you know, in, in a final. Uh, again, T20 cricket is not about scoring runs. It's about scoring them quickly. Um, when you're an opener, when you're playing in the power play, you know, you can't be taking 50 balls to score 56 runs. Um, and that's the problem with RCP as well. You know, that's something that's haunted but us for a long time. And... No, yeah. I was just going to say, but when, when when CSK posted that score, did you really think that yeah. KKR would chase that down? No matter what? They could. I mean, KKR could certainly uh, chase it down because they had the batsman. You know, they batted until Shakib. Um, and obviously, Lockie Ferguson and Shivam Mavi hit some big shots towards the end. How much ever people say that the match was probably buried by then. 
Uh, but then again, I mean, I, I think if Shubman Gill had taken 20 balls lesser, they probably were still in with a chance. Maybe even 10 balls lesser, they were yeah, still in with a chance. Because they, they didn't fall short by like 70 runs, 80 runs. They, they came really close. And eventually, it was the fact that they ran out of deliveries and they couldn't do much about it. So, I think um, Shubman Gill certainly needs to find a way to score a lot quicker. Especially in the T20 format where, you know, you can't take time to settle down. Um, and they had the team to do it. Without, you know, without Andre Russell, they managed to make it this far. And um, that's great news for KKR. Hopefully, next season, they find a way to build a good team again. Um, they, they build a team around a good captain. I think that's going to be very important. Uh, but the way that they sort of made a comeback from where they were in, uh, languishing in the second uh, half of the table to actually make the final, I think, the tremendous journey. And uh, if someone like MS Dhoni in the post-match presentation spoke yeah. about KKR, that just is a testament of, uh, you know, the sort of second half that they had. I wonder if he said if um, RCB or uh, Mumbai Indians <laughs> were in the final, if he had uh, spoken so highly of the opponent. But no, he did mention uh, quite a bit about how well uh, KKR deserved. He, I think he said uh, KKR deserved to win the, uh, the Cup. Yeah, yeah. He even said that, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a very strange thing to say. Um, but um, I have to move on. He's going uh, to KKR next season. <laughs> replacing a keeper or whatever. I can't see him playing in a, any other shirt apart from yellow but we'll see what happens but um, Sashwat Virat Kohli to KKR <laughs> let's not start that conversation let's not start that conversation uh, Sashwat I have to say uh, with DC really disappointing and um, it started with I'll ask you what you thought about giving Tom Corrin the last over when he had Rabada there as well in that uh, first uh, qualifier um, what went wrong for DC? Because they've got the talent. We we we've been spoke when we we've talked about the IPL. We've said they've got all the bases covered in terms of you know the the players they've got. What went wrong? Uh, I think there uh, were a couple of uh, factors involved in that. Uh, I actually wrote an article also just the day after Delhi lost to Kolkata, and how they had perhaps had too many ideas at their disposal that it became very difficult for them to actually choose the right idea at the end. If you look at Tom Curran, I dug up a few stats as I always do as Prasen would testify as well. And uh, I found out uh, that Tom Curran since the start of the 2020 IPL season has conceded 68 runs of 21 balls in the final over of an IPL inning. So for a team like the Delhi Capitals who invests a lot of time in matchups and stats, etc. I think it was a little strange to hand in the 19th over mm. or 20th over. 20th over, yeah. If if the idea was to keep Tom Curran bowling because he was probably their best bowler up until that, that time, I think uh, Pant could have marshaled his troops a little better so as to not make uh, uh, Tom Curran be the bowler who bowls the last or the penultimate over. I think where they lost the game was perhaps in the 19th over as well. Uh, because if you look at it, even though Avesh Khan only conceded 11 runs, uh, the complete shift in momentum after Gaikwad was dismissed was perhaps what tilted the scale in CSK's favour. Because once you get Gaikwad first ball, you need to bowl the next couple of deliveries, keep it tight just so that the equation goes up to say 20 runs of 8 balls or 20 runs of 9 balls. But the next ball that Avesh Khan bowled after the wicket was a boundary. Mm -hmm. Then Moinali got a single. 
then he made Dhoni play and miss one and then he got hammered into the stands. Suddenly, the entire momentum is back with CSK, whereas at the start of the over, it was with DC. Mm. And for all that Avesh Khan has done this season, he's perhaps the bowler that has impressed me the most throughout the season. I think he was still feeling the after effects of what happened in the game against RCB. And from that perspective alone, I think Pant could have protected him a little better considering this is Avesh Khan's first real breakthrough season. And you had... uh, three international bowlers who regularly bowl at the death for their respective countries. Obviously, to varying degrees of success, but at least they have the experience and they have the habit of bowling those overs at the end. So, probably he could have uh, gambled with Avesh Khan a little earlier and saved the likes of Nortye, Rabada and Karan for the last two or three overs and then shuffled between them. So, I think that is where they got things wrong. They... So, in terms of it being a tactic, I would term it a tactical blunder because mm. what happened was, I think Pant probably felt the itch to get uh, Gaikwad in, let's say, the 16th or the 17th over. And that is when he went to Andrik Nokia because he has had previous success against Gaikwad. But because that didn't turn out as well, then in hindsight, we can probably say that Avesh Khan shouldn't have bowled the 19th over. So, it was a slight tactical blunder, not... As big as uh, the media has made it out to be, some quarters have even called Pant being a bad captain, etc, etc. But I don't buy that argument yet. It was his first season and apart from the last couple of games against RCB and against Delhi, I don't think he did a lot wrong. There were obviously a few questionable calls, but then again, you expect that from someone who's leading an IPL franchise for the first time and has had no international captaincy experience previously. Yeah, and I think uh, you saw um, his decision to give Tom that last one because I see, I think if I remember right, Ishan uh, uh, was Ishan Sharma was there on the boundary uh, looking at uh, whether he should say to um, Bond not to give it to uh, Tom Collins. I don't know if it was a coaching, his own decision or it was a coaching decision, but uh, I found it really strange. And um, in, in the uh, second qualifier against KKR, I mean, a miracle nearly happened, but that would have been down to KKR throwing the game rather than DC winning that game. Um, we have to come to the other quali- uh, team that uh, made it into the playoffs. And next year, Prasant? Yeah, Mundin Salah Cup Namde is, uh, uh, is a new slogan. I think all of you please make note of it, um, which means next season is ours. Uh, I think for the last... How many? 13 years uh, we've used Mundin Sala Cup Namde and then Isala Cup Namde and Isala, Nave Geltevi and all the Kannada that I can use on the show that probably I, neither of you will understand. But uh, I mean, I, I think I think it's it's become very synonymous with RCB. But genuinely, I genuinely hope that we build a good core of Indian players we can trust for the next three seasons. Who would you retain? Uh, because, sorry? If, you, if we go for, with the same for, formula, who would you retain? Um, I uh, to be very honest, um, I'm hearing that AB might uh, call it quits um, because he isn't fit enough to play the next three seasons. Because that's what the IPL auction will do: is you pick a team for the next um, three seasons, and I don't think he's fit. Uh, if he's fit, I think we might retain him, Maxwell, Kohli, uh, and Chahel. Uh, put Padikal in the, the auction and get him back because uh, Maxwell, I think, is going to be the fulcrum of our batting unit. Uh, but that said, if the KL Rahul rumors are true. Uh, I'm hearing we're offering about 16 for him, uh, which I mean, of course, the official number won't come out, but that's what we're hearing. 
uh, if KL Rahul is indeed going to come to RCB, it'd be absolutely impossible to retain all of these guys. So I think a lot of it will hinge on KL Rahul coming or not. Uh, how much they're looking to invest in them because we obviously need, need a new captain. It's it's no secret. Uh, Kohli has already announced that he's going to step down. So I think that's going to be the first point of discussion for RCB is that they need a captain, someone they can trust. And I I mean, as, as much as I love Maxwell, I don't think a uh, foreign captain works in the IPL. Um, except for that season where Warner was sensational and before that, Watson for Rajasthan. So, um, I, I, I think it'll be important to see how we can um, build a team around Kohli, Chahal, uh, Maxwell because ABWS probably won't last the journey for the next three years. So, it's going to be a confusing call. Um, Siraj is, of course, uh, an option. I don't really think we're going to be retaining Harshal despite the fact really? that he won the Purple Cap. Uh, yeah, I mean, he... I, I, I think he, uh, to be very honest, I think, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, he bowled fabulously well. But there were patches, um, you know, in when we went away from Chennai, wherein he got hammered. And if you're playing in India again, I'm not sure how effective he'll be. I'm, I'm sure we'll find a way to buy him back. But um, I, I don't really see us retaining him per se, um, simply because he hasn't played uh, too much of a role otherwise. Because he's he's taken wickets in, in bunches. He's taken three, five, four... There are some matches where he's been inconsistent. Of course, he should have won the purple cap if uh, Padikal hadn't dropped that catch. But um, there are there are a few other players that we probably want to retain ahead of him. So, uh, it's going to be very confusing. It'll all hinge on who they're looking to pick as captain. Uh, if it's going to be Mundin Sala, Warner Namde, Mundin Sala, Rahul Namde, Mundin Sala, Kap Namde and all these things. So, uh, we'll, we'll need to wait and watch. It's, it's very. I think RCB is one of the hardest teams where you can pick those retentions simply because you have to build a team all over again. Next year, my friend. Next year. Oh, glad, uh, glad next year, that RCB don't next have year to is our most for, common uh, dialogue in the IPL. <laughs> no, keep the faith, my friend. <laughs> keep the faith. Um, yeah, we talked about the talent. We've got incredible talent uh, in the opening slots with the young men that we mentioned earlier. But I know what you said about Harshal um, Prasant. But Prasant, when you add him to Avesh Khan, who you mentioned... Proceed and Mavi at uh, KKR and the new sensation Umran. It, the the locker is looking very very full. It's looking good. And again, young players, T Twenty World Cup next year in Australia. Young talent uh, in all spec uh, sides of the game. I don't think Arsal Patel is any sort of an option for a T Twenty World Cup in Australia. To be very honest. In Australia, he runs up and bowls those slower deliveries. He gets back from Perth. To but is, but you, both, uh, of you, both of you say that about Harshal. But, you know, when you listen to the comms and the slower bowlers, they're still not... The batsmen, international quality batsmen are still struggling. Is that down to conditions or is this a one-off? Am I seeing not uh, uh, the picture that you're it, seeing? It, it, is, it is a combination of two things. Firstly, it is a... Uh, it is a for a start, uh, the conditions are very, very helpful to that kind of a bowler. Because even if the batters pick the slower delivery from the hand, they have to then change the shot because the ball simply does not come off after pitching. Secondly, a lot of uh, these fast bowlers who have a very, very unique slower delivery, these people are very successful for say a season, a season and a half. But once people start developing a method to tackle them, then they become really hard to handle uh, in terms of the fielding captain because I can't remember anybody who has been so good with so many slower deliveries apart from Dwayne Bravo over the years. 
you had you had numerous bowlers even uh, now you'll probably see timal mills in the t20 world cup but the reason why he is back into this side into this english side and why he has been one of the best bowlers in their domestic circuit is because he has started trusting his stock ball a lot more earlier with uh, timal mills as prasen would probably testify having seen him for rcb for a season every second ball was a slow delivery and once you worked out the uh, <laughs> patterns or, and the situations in when he wanted to bowl the slow delivery it becomes a lot easier for the batter so i wouldn't put harshal male harshal patel in the bracket that uh, you said avesh khan is certainly a very good find umran malik obviously someone that we need to keep an eye on someone that we need to protect and need to give him as much exposure as possible and shivam abhi is also good i just hope he doesn't get in get stuck in an injury rut again because both he and kamlesh nagarkoti have been very very unfortunate with a lot of injuries uh, if i'm not wrong these two players were the standout bowlers from our victorious 2018 under 19 world cup campaign but since then both have hardly played the sort of cricket that we thought they would be playing in contrast people like prithvi shaw shubman gill these people have played for india already nagarkoti and shivam mavi are nowhere in contention at this point in time so i just hope that they stay away from injuries there is a lot of potential in both of those bowlers and uh, i think there is enough to be invested in as far as both of those bowlers are concerned yeah and like we said a big season home season coming up where hopefully some of these players will get a chance to showcase um, whether they can step up to the uh, international arena um just very quickly looking forward to uh next season and the addition of uh two more IPL teams franchises and i read somewhere that the shortlist whether it's true or not is down to um Ahmedabad as we Gujaratis call it uh, Lucknow Guwahati Dharamsala Ranchi and Katak um any preferences that you'd like to see IPL cricket in person out of those or have you, do you know of another one uh so ahmedabad and lucknow i think are two um, uh, two front runners in some sense uh because i mean of course ahmedabad has hosted cricket in the past so has lucknow um and the bcci is is very um, is very happy with what the pitches have offered uh, how the crowds have turned in um, in those stadiums and uh, they want to sort of build build a cricketing atmosphere in those two um, areas because um of course in the north we've seen a lot of cricket being played but it's uh, it's very spread out in south bangalore i mean sorry south it's like all together you know andhra karnataka kerala tamil nadu so i i think they're looking to sort of expand it beyond just these um, metropolitan cities if i can put it that way um and i think ahmedabad and lucknow are two front uh, front runners i think torrent pharma um sanjeev uh, goenka I, i think um can't remember yeah their names but uh, like these are these are few of the guys who are looking to buy stakes in the side um, in in the teams and i'm hearing uh, no teams going to come cheaper than about 350 400 crores which is a very very big deal uh, considering that the tender of the ipl is actually postponed uh, for them to confirm that they're looking to sort of uh, buy the team or auction for the team so uh, it's going to be a very uh, exciting phase uh, the uh, the other thing is that the, the two teams will probably get to pick specially from outside the players who aren't there in the um, IPL which is going to be a very interesting dynamic because there are quite a few big names who aren't playing the IPL and if that is indeed true then we might finally see Mitchell Stark coming back to the IPL or someone like Joe Root getting an opportunity or like even the Indian talent which is there on offer so 
uh, I'm very excited to be honest um, uh, with the potential of what the new the two new teams coming in have to offer. And uh, if that improves the viewing experience, or you know, if it gives more exposure to Indian talent, then why not? Absolutely, and obviously, being a Gujarati, I've got a vested interest that we finally get a team. Well, not finally, we did have a whole couple of seasons. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I think we decided last week when you went here that KL is coming to the Gujarat team, and um, uh, so (laughs) well, I'm afraid it was decided last week, and you went on the show to uh, put your case forward. But um, I don't know. Ranchi sounds like a tempting case for uh, a new Dhoni dynasty to start there, but we'll see. Uh, but I think the decision is going to be coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, so I'm looking forward to what uh, that leads to. And um, yeah, it'll be good to see uh, two new franchises. Um, but there's a big tournament starting very soon. Um, and we've got to focus on that now and look forward to that. Uh, just what what do you think of the replacement fox sir <laughs> uh, it's a tough one uh, i think he he has not just replaced akshar patel in the squad i think he he directly slots into the 11 also if what i'm hearing is correct so Yes, in terms of uh, the performances i think he has defied whatever expectations that i had of him and has done a lot more than that so happy for him and uh, as long as he is in a good run of form might as well utilize it before uh, people start working him out because at this point in time uh, i don't really uh, a lot of uh, cricket uh, fans actually don't really understand what shardul thakur's usp is but that is actually his usp because <laughs> nobody knows what he'll come up with so you have these kind of players who you don't really put down as a strength and you don't put down one particular element of their game as a strength but as a collective they are so as the saying goes the whole is greater than the sum of their parts so i think shardul thakur is finding ways to get wickets and if he finds ways to get another 10 to 15 wickets in the world cup uh, i wouldn't be too sad that's how i would put it right now no well I, I, I generally am really happy that he's in the if team. I can, if I can add, uh, my the pain of RCB fans in 13 years is equal to, <laughs> I mean, the whole of whatever Shashat said about Shardul Thakur. So I could see him. He, parts of pain he was saying it. All of what Shashat said. I know, he was saying yeah, it. He was know, saying it through gritted. <laughs> he was saying it through gritted teeth. I know. I, 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 he it was it was tough for you to uh, come out with that uh, statement you did, but uh, I'm really happy for the young guy, and uh, I know you're a motivator for him in everything you say because he keeps bringing the performances, and uh, it's good to have him in the team. Uh, but apart from that, uh, Prasan, um, any concerns around the T20 squad now that the IPL is over? My obvious headline one would be Hardik. Yeah, um, funny as well, I think um, Hardik Pandya not being able to bowl is going to be a very, very big question mark. Uh, simply because obviously Bhuvneshwar Kumar wasn't in the greatest of form. Um, Jaspreet Bumrah, I think, looked okay. Shami looked okay. But again, you're, you're talking about an entire duration of the T20 World Cup where you're going to be playing a number of matches. You're going to be playing for like almost a whole month. Uh, so, fitness standards will come into the picture. Um, I think the BCC has somehow managed to push Hardik's case until the end of the IPL. But now that Hardik is not bowling, they decided that they might as well get like a backup in the form of Shardul Thakur. Someone who can bowl a bit, I mean, someone who can bat a bit, someone who can bowl. 
uh, and fit into that all rounder slot of course instead of aksar uh, we've already got like uh, 52000 spinners in that um, side 15 man side anyway <laughs> in ashwin varun rahul and literally the whole of the contingent is there so um the other the one thing that i want to see is kl rahul batting freely um because what what's happened is if kl Ra- if rohit sharma gets out early uh, and kl rahul and virat kohli get together i think uh, both of them have a tendency of dragging the game a little bit too deep and if that becomes the case then we don't have too many runs in the middle order and that's been a that's been an issue with rcb that's been an issue with the kings and uh, with the punjab kings so i really hope kl rahul plays his um, his free best i think we we got a, we, we got a glimpse of that in the in the last league stage game that they played where they had to like um, win big and they obviously won big but the biggest positive of that was kl rahul's batting of course ishan kishan also the way he played against sunrisers uh, that world win knock as well so um i i'm i'm a little concerned about that the the top 3 to be very honest because i want to see them bat a little bit more freely uh if the ipl is an indication of what's to come that's a little bit of a challenge uh, but i genuinely hope one of the two either kohli or rahul find a way to play a lot more freely and uh, sort of give that middle order as well some exposure uh, if they come out early yeah absolutely and we'll we'll talk a lot more about it uh, in the next show as well as we build up to the um small game that's happening next sunday uh, that not many people uh, a few passionate fans will be uh, looking forward to uh just what just to end uh some news whether it's true or not but in the media of our next coach um uh Raul Dravid uh, any thoughts on that and are you surprised considering that we said in the past that um we didn't think he would take the offer uh to be honest i'm very happy that he's uh, he has uh, agreed to take up this offer because i've always felt that uh, rahul dravid as the indian coach was perhaps something that uh, i personally wanted because of what he brings to the fore at this point in time i don't really know what kind of working relationship he'll be able to establish with virat kohli uh that is one area of concern for me because rahul dravid strikes me as someone who is a little similar to kumble and we all know how that ended so a lot of things to see but uh, on the face of it uh, the rahul dravid appointment is something that is very very good for indian cricket and i just hope uh, whoever his successor is at nca does at least half a, half mm-hmm. the job uh, that rahul dravid has done because a lot of our recent successes have because uh, have been because rahul dravid has nurtured these young talents at the nca level and now that we are uh, making rahul take the next step we actually need someone who will replicate what rahul was doing so that he can have the best talent at his disposal at the national team so that is something that the bcci will have to work out i'm sure there will be a lot of promising coaches i just hope uh, that we don't put our money on the wrong horse as far as the nca is concerned because as we've seen recently the nca the india a tours the development tours i think these have formed the bedrock of the kind of bench strength that we have at this point in time so it is really important that we identify a good enough replacement and the fact that we've actually been so confident in offering rahul the full time job could also indicate that we have a replacement already lined up but we'll have to wait to see yeah. as far as the t20 world cup is concerned uh, i would like to ask prasen what is uh, preferred 11 would be for the game against pakistan i want him to say if that's okay shashwat if we could save that for next week uh, because obviously we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that 
Oh, yes, I'll, I'll, we'll give Brassant a week because um, I don't think he's in the right frame of mind at the moment after the uh, yeah, recent... Just, I just coloured this a lot more red and came in. Because <laughs> like, I painted it red and came, so... No, yeah. fantastic. No, brilliant show and as always, and great, uh, it was really enjoyable IPL, more so for some people than others, but, um, you know, I'll look forward to next IPL when you've got four stars on that shirt. Uh, Shashwat and uh, maybe potential star in the background on that red uh, color next time, uh, Prasan. Well, that that would become a, for, another for country's now, flag. So. For now, we hope that the Indian shirt has four stars. Absolutely, hundred percent. So. That's all we what, what we're all wishing for. But uh, as always, brilliant chat, uh, guys. Really enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to the big tournament that starts. Uh, well, this week in the qualifiers, so we'll see what happens in that, and uh, we'll catch up next week. Stay safe, my friends, and uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.